Hello listeners, before we enter into this week's listen, please note that this episode contains mentions of violence, racial and sexual abuse that some people may find disturbing. Please also note that this episode contains strong language. Lastly, special thank you to Isa for coming to this week's episode. It has been a lot of fun recording with him and note that these are only our opinions and personal experiences. Enjoy the episode, guys. All right. Hello and welcome back to another appointment into the clinic where conversations are in serious and personal and where your opinion is key. My name is Chris and I will be your therapist for today. Now before I carry on with this episode, I just want to say we did it again, lads. We bloody did it again. Like every episode has been a score breaker and most especially the last one. So I just want to say thank you to all the listeners. Thank you to all the guests. And thank you, Jamaica. Happy <laughs> <laughs> happy, happy Independence Day to all those who carry green, white, and green. Um, now I'm joking. I know that's the Ivory Coast. Uh, <laughs> you mean the Nigerian black? Green, white, and green. <laughs> I'm joking again. I'm joking again. Um, that was all. The, that was all. Like the discussion on Twitter, you know. Like I keep on seeing, like um, you know that meme where it goes, like it was a mistake. <laughs> it was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I died. I died when I heard like someone say that Nigerians were like the Twitter terrorists. Like uh, I read that somewhere, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, that is so crazy." To some, uh, to some degree, I would agree to that. You know what I'm saying I've seen some madness. I've seen craziness, like on Twitter, bro. Yeah. You know how many people? Like literally, you remember? I don't know if it was. That's what. That's what made me leave. You know what I'm saying it, because it got yeah. serious, but then people were taking the piss. And people were lying yeah. and people were joking about it. I don't know if you remember when people were exposing all like all the people that were sexually abusing people and yeah. uh, like some rape cases, some rape incidents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw I saw them all through like my Nigerian Twitter friends. That's crazy. So it was like, what the hell, blood? Like some people out here moving like real life supervillains, like yeah. you, fam. You don't deserve jail. You deserve... They, they need to put you in super jail. You need to go to like, an <laughs> asylum or something like that, like, bro. Like, they need yeah. to be somewhere, like, in the middle of the ocean, like, just, just <laughs> in the middle of the ocean, just to put you Like in. some Alcatraz kind of stuff, man. Bro, like, beyond Alcatraz, like, that... You're not, you're not human at that point. Like, the th- some of the things I read, it was like, yo, this is not even funny. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. Know make joke and trying to people lie in the moon and stuff. I've just, I couldn't handle it, so I just had to leave. Um, I just want to say thank you to all the listeners, and I thank you to everyone who's promoted it, shared it, talked about it from these different countries, man. Flipping, I got a viewer from Ireland, from Zambia, from Mexico. <laughs> like, all hey, these hey. countries, and I just love it. Like, I just love it. Uh, as you know, every week we try to bring Faces you would never expect to speak on topics you may have never heard of. This week, it's no different. He's the heavyweight boxing champion of the world for respecting women. He has led multiple debate clubs <laughs> on how to respect women. And to this day, he has done nothing that would <laughs> he has done nothing that would go against respecting women. Introducing my only guest this week, the Spanish Nigerian prince Isa, now taken, Emmanuel. Hola, my bro. Hi, how you doing? What's good? <laughs> what do you do, baby? What do you do? Like, no, that, that, that was a lit. That was a lit intro. You know? Hey, you going to? You, you, <laughs> yo, that was a good episode. 
saying, Spanish Nigerian Prince. I might, yo, that might be my new Twitter handle. Spanish Nigerian Prince. That's it. That's my Have you ever heard anyone call you the Spanish Nigerian Prince? Yo, listen, I am now the Spanish Nigerian Prince. So I'm king. <laughs> if he ever comes back, we'll ref- always refer him to the SN Prince now from now on. Some of you that may know Isa know that he is from Spain. So I just wanna ask you, uh, I just wanna, you know, ask you to tell them your background, bro. So okay. Um what's up everyone? My name is Isa. I was born and raised in Madrid, Spain. Yes, I said it with the correct pronunciation because Spanish <laughs> is my first language. Yes, I can speak Spanish. Don't comment it. I'm not going to speak Spanish with you because you're not going to. Have you been to Ibiza? Um, oh, come on, man. Don't do it. <laughs> so, yeah, I was born and raised in Spain, uh, moved to the UK like almost seven years ago now. Mm. Almost seven years ago. Time flies. But, yeah, basically, just normal, regular kid. Seen a lot of shit in life. You know what I'm saying? Gained some mm-hmm. knowledge, gained some more shit, you know what I'm saying? Came to the UK, gained some more knowledge, made some friends, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, when it comes to Nigeria, there's, it's split into tribes, mainly. That's what people like want to know. So, I'm Bini, Edo, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I've never been to Nigeria, but like, mm-hmm. and I cannot speak my dialect. But, uh, yeah, um, I'm as Nigerian. Can you understand it, by the way? Um, I can understand certain things, certain words and certain phrases. Because yeah. yeah. that's but my mom never taught me it because obviously I grew up with Spanish and English at the same time. So yeah, now yeah, I'm fluent yeah. in both of those, but like I don't understand my mother. Well, m- not my mother tongue, but like my original tongue, I guess. Like, cause yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom I get what you mean. Yeah. Um, before we carry on. Uh, do I have your consent? Am I carry, am I okay to go on with the conversation, Isa? No, you don't have my consent. You forced me into this. <laughs> you did not I pinned you down. I pinned you down, tied you to a chair, and like we're actually in the same place right now. Yo, like please just call the bleep. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Anyone listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, of course you got my consent, bro. Of course. Okay, cool. Um, so we've talked about it in the second episode i don't know if you listened to it um with efosa ogunbor um considering you know we're from different backgrounds i want to hear first of all for our first segment your most significant incident where you faced racism uh i've got one in mind that you were in and it was quite famous for some time excuse me oh, uh, yeah. but yeah i just want to hear your most significant incident on when you face racism so people know um the wave of what this episode is going to be like <laughs> so, so okay uh, my most significant i mean as of recent i haven't really you know um i would say like the whole black lives matter and you know some people on facebook but the most significant one and i feel like the one that you're referring to is the incident that happened to me in newcastle i used to go to newcastle university this was 2018 so two years ago from me and a couple of friends, we went to another, we went to like one of our friends, uh, like house to, to pre drink. And now mm-hmm. uh, it was a group, is a big group. Wait, you drink? No, I don't drink alcohol, but like pre drinks, like I was just there. <laughs> From there, we we're going to go to a club. I, so, sorry. <laughs> so, carry on. Anyway, I wasn't drinking, I was drinking probably like lemonade or some shit like that. So, anyway, yeah. um, 
when we decided to go, obviously it's a large group of people. We're like on the 13th floor of an accommodation. So like we're trying to go down. It's obviously going to take more than one lift. So we decided to wait for the people outside, like in the courtyard area. And all of a sudden, I didn't wear my glasses. And at that time, at that time, I didn't have contact lenses. So I just went out blind, basically, because I didn't want to break my glasses. I was facing away from the building. And yep. um, I was like, you know, looking at my boys, we were talking, we were just having a conversation or something. I felt something hit me in my back. Now, I knew it was like, I at first I was confused because I was like, there is no way anyone hit me. I'm blind, but I can see movement. You get what I'm saying? No one is yeah. that fast to, like, hit me and move away. You know what I'm saying? Like, even as a joke, like in a joke manner, because I was just confused. Like, I felt something. And then, you know, I didn't understand what hit me. Anyway, mm-hmm. I stepped to the side, and I'm thinking, I saw something on the floor. It was orange looking. So I thought, yo, that's an orange? Who the fuck? Niggas, <laughs> where did you get an orange to throw at me? And why would you just waste an orange? I was like, but, yeah. the, but the, the, like it looked like the orange was flat on the floor. So I was like, how hard did you throw that? I mean, I'm strong, but like, I didn't feel it that hard. So now yeah. I'm like, okay, you know what? This is mad. You know what I'm saying? By the time I'm like, well, what the fuck? Everyone realized, like, the guys I was talking to realized that I was looking at something. And then mm. I said, oh, no way. I was like, what is it? And it was like, that's an egg fan. I was like, <laughs> like they, you were you were looking at it for like 10 minutes, figuring if it was an orange or an egg. <laughs> no, I, I was there like, you know, uh like uh Sherlock just trying to look for clues. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. But like I, it, this happened in like five seconds. So now mm. um at the same time, I'm still confused. Like, who the fuck? What I thought that it was one of them. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, even the angle that I was in like unless you're like doing bend the bullet type things like matrix you know bend the bullet around the corner you're not gonna hit me but anyway as i'm thinking that i start hearing laughs and like i'm talking laughter you know what i'm saying yeah yeah from one of the blocks up like so i look up and i see i'm just seeing silhouettes at this point but obviously i'm not wearing my glasses and the light is behind them man was completely blind going into this like so, you, you might as well have had like a blindfold in it. Hundred <laughs> percent. So now I'm, I'm looking up, and I see that is, uh, it's a bunch of people that are laughing. So I, I made the connection. They were in the le- in direct line of sight to what happened. So direct line of trajectory. I mm. felt something on my back. It was a neck. It was a neck, and they were laughing. They threw the egg at me. Basically, it was like, mm. this group. Of- of white people. Anyway, I was like, what? No, wait, because I got angry, basically. I, I lost it. I'm saying, I got angry. Yeah. I was like, what? Bro, are you done? T-? I was like, I immediately said, tell me your flat number. I'll pay you a visit right now. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, mm-hmm. I'm not a delivery driver, so I wasn't going to deliver good news. One of my boys was like, because he lives in the accommodation, he counted the flats up and he said, oh, they're in the sixth floor. Obviously, at this yeah. time, they carried on throwing eggs. They're like, mm. they like two or three more eggs. Now like my friends were dodging them. But like, as soon as my friend said, they're on the sixth floor, I left. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, went, I went straight to the, to the list. I was like, it is, it is. Like he was banging his head on like walls and posters because he couldn't see. <laughs> bro, like, you know, 
I was like, I was gone. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, it is beef. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready for anything, bro. Yeah. Stab, punch, anything, bro. Anything goes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm just down. So anyway, when I got to the letter, I was like, wait, hold on. You can't just go breaking, kick the kicking down doors. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know exactly which flat they're in. Um, obviously it's a lot, it's a big corridor and there's a bunch of flats. So I, I had to make it seem like it wasn't me. So I thought, okay, cool. I'm going to knock. And then when they open, you know what I'm saying? By the sound they make, I'm going to discern who they are. Cause obviously I couldn't really see them. So anyway, mm. I knocked, uh, on basically every door that I saw, even, even doors that it didn't make sense to knock on because they were on the other side mm. and just trying to bait them to come out. So the only guy that came out was like, uh, I felt bad for him because he was living in a solo studio and he was sleeping and he was like a post-grad guy, like one of them. <laughs> this poor guy was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, nah, don't worry, fam. I'm sorry. I'm just looking for these guys. And I was like, okay, I don't know. Yeah, I'm saying I just, <laughs> it was like, I just live here. I don't really know anyone that lives here. So I was like, okay. By this time, as soon as, uh, I, like, a few seconds had gone by, and obviously the lift came back up, and my friend started to come back up. Anyway, we ended up find, finding the, the room of these guys, and we started knocking on the door. Like, yo, come outside. Like, bro, it's not funny. Are you, are you dumb? Why are you throwing eggs? Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, they obviously didn't open the door because there was a bunch of angry black guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, you know, Yo, when I, saw, when I saw the video, there was about 25 of you there, man. Like, Bro, I, like to me, yeah, what what amazed me and what I, I have to give them props for this is that you had the guts. You didn't even go for the smallest. You went for the biggest and baddest one in the group, which was me. Exactly, exactly. And you were like, yo, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, what? And my nigga, I will show you. You know what I'm saying? I will yeah. show you today, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was gonna let it I was gonna let it rain. You know what I'm saying? Like, like pop smoke, he said, yo, I let it rain on whoever. I, I let it rain like <laughs> let whoever. You know what I'm saying? I was gonna let it rain. The punches, the kicks, everything, bro. Obviously they didn't open the door. So then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck you guys. If I see you, then I see you. It's gonna be a problem. Obviously, I didn't mm. even see them, so I don't know what. I was going to see, but anyway, we said, fuck it, we're going to come in. <laughs> he was blind, like, the, the yeah. most blindest guy in the group is like, when I see you, I see you. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, so I'm not really going to see anyone. We we end up leaving, we end up leaving, and we are going, I went to the club. Anyway, it came out later on that they were recording, and they were posting this on their social media, and they said, leave, you don't belong here, and... They were saying, they said nigger, you know what I'm saying, like a couple times. Mm. And, oh, sorry, the N-word, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. A couple times, and, and they were just laughing. It was a group of two girls and a guy. Um, yeah. It, it, went, it went public. It was published on BBC. On, it, was, uh, it, was, it was viral at the time, man. Like, it I remember it went viral. They, like, we, I didn't want it to go viral. I, I fully didn't, because I felt bad. You know what I'm saying? This mm. is the problem. I'm very emotional when it comes to like getting active and doing shit. But like mm. when it comes to like me, you know, when I when I'm calm and I'm just normal, I start mm. I start feeling really bad for them because that was literally career ending. If we took it deep, we could have been on 
Good Morning Britain, Britain and just talk about racism and our experience and would have legit destroyed this kid's life. Like, we could have had, like, an interview because that's what they wanted. Like, the BBC wanted an interview. From they didn't want to write a report. They wanted an interview. Like, cameras on your face. That's crazy. So, like, I didn't want it to get there. Um, obviously, people took it there. Uh, even though I didn't, I didn't agree or consent to that for that to happen. But obviously, I didn't. And what I got told was, once um, something happens, something like that happens to you, even though you are the victim, you don't get to call out the shots. They got dealt with. They got kicked out of their respective schools. They it got put in their record, so it's on their record for six years. So employers have now seen that they committed a hate, a hate crime. Um, mm. So yeah, it's serious. What I have to say to people is, yo, watch your mouth. You know what I'm saying sometimes, yo, a prank can go prank, 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 and then all of a sudden you you, you don't have a job anymore. You know what I'm saying? I remember you saying to me that like something important in my head, like something important that you said to me uh, when that situation happened was that you. Yeah, you mentioned that you felt sorry for uh, those people that were racist to you. And you mentioned that it was like you didn't want for their futures to end because that's what it kind of felt like, isn't it? Yeah, no, I'm not saying that that's what it felt like. That's what it was. People wanted, people were out for blood. Like they were, they were, in a way, they were going to pay out a lot that these kids didn't do. Like, for example, when they said, the way I interpreted it, don't you don't belong here was as in we don't belong to the studio accommodation because I didn't live in that studio accommodation, but a bunch of people that were there didn't live in that studio accommodation. Like for them to just like fucking suffer the consequences of their actions, which saying yeah. it out loud now it makes it makes no sense because if I was to as a black man go to the street right now and mistakenly Say, for example, I mistakenly bump into someone and they punch me and I punch them and I knock them out. You get what I'm saying? And yeah. the police comes and arrest me. They're just going to do me for assault. They're not going to think, oh, well, you don't have a criminal record. Let me let me not fuck you over. You get what I'm saying? It's just going to be, that's the law. That's what's meant to be done. You get what I'm saying? But I just yeah, don't... yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I learned, I learned quite a few things. I learned that there is um, the power of the internet, man. They found this guy's name, social medias, everything within seconds. Like, I'm talking with minutes of it happening. They found this shit. Like, in 24 hours, these guys left social media because they were getting so many, like, people DMing them, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're disgusting. All their mm-hmm. friends basically left them. So the power of social media in this day and age, especially in cancel culture, like, they, 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 they might as well not go to uni because that, that shit... Actually bumped like they, they shit down because like I know that two of them were in college, one of them was in uni. The uni, yeah. I think the uni dropped the guy that was in uni. The guy that was in uni, like actually, I think he got kicked out of the uni. Like, yeah, yeah, it, I, I, remember, I remember. It was that serious. And then the other two, I think they, they didn't get kicked out of the of their of their college, but like it was really bad for them. You know what I'm saying? Like they were getting, yeah. even if it wasn't like. Uh, uh, like a punishment from the actual school, everyone knew them as those guys that were racist. So like, it yeah, was just yeah. peak, you know what I'm saying? It was peak, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, but and yeah. it seems weird that we're taking, like, we're not taking the racist people's side, we're just being like... I'm just being merciful, to be honest. I just... I just Almost empathic. I, I, 
You know what I'm saying? Because like obviously yeah. I don't I don't I'm not saying that they didn't deserve it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But people wanted to make an example out of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. it's a, it's an example to obviously deter other people from doing that. But like, yo, they were gonna destroy these kids' lives. Like, some <laughs> one of them was like, yeah. I was scared because I just didn't want to one of them to be like, yo, fuck it, I just can't live no more of themselves of this situation. Because yeah, even yeah. though I was the victim, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know that what they did to me didn't cost, should not cost them their lives, like literal lives. So if someone killed themselves over this situation, I would feel bad and I would feel like I have blood on my hands. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Uh, I mean, the racist things that have been said to us were only for a moment. I mean, if cancel culture gets onto you quick enough, like, you know, mm. it's essentially more moments than we what we had at that time. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah, I learned the power of social media or cancel culture. And I also learned that as a human, you can't, like I said, like I've been saying, sometimes being the victim, you, if being the victim doesn't mean that, yo, you just take the one up. You know I'm saying? Once you, everyone recognizes you as the victim, you don't just bash the guy that's underneath you. Sometimes have some mercy. Sometimes understand. Not understand why they did what they did because it was fucked up, but understand that you're in a powerful position now, but that doesn't mean that you should abuse it. Before we carry on, I just want to take a break in this segment to congratulate everyone who has received their exam results. Special mention to you that even in these hard times, you still managed to find solace and some peace and a bit of resolution, really. I hope everyone got the results that they worked for, even if we knew that the algorithm was a bit messed up. I really wish you the best, honestly, and I think it's the best way to put it. Let's make our next move our best move. So, yeah, now back to Isa talking about dating and relationships. I feel like in dating in general, you should, first of all, you should test your partner or whoever you want to be your partner. Because how can I tell you, how can you tell if something is real or not? You test whether that thing is real or not, right? Mm -hmm. If I told you, if I just brought you a slice of cake, right? And I told (laughs) you, this is a lemon cake. How would you know if it was a lemon cake? You would taste it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, if if it now turned out to be a carrot cake, you'd be like, no, this is not what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's this not bad. Not the I was looking for. It's <laughs> not what. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. confectionery. You get what I'm saying? But um, <laughs> it's just like test your partner. Make sure that your partner is who they say they are, and really are about what they say they do. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. want a lot of problems. I'm going to delve into, like, the fuckboy problem with women. Most of the fuckboys that people complain about, or women complain about, at least in our age group, are just guys that lie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Obviously, I'm not trying to defend them, but at the same time, they come with the same arguments every single time. Every single time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they don't come with anything new or fresh. You know what I'm saying? In terms of manipulation which is what they're doing by lying to you and manipulating you too yo let's click it up man let's click it up i'm telling you man he is the heavyweight boxing champion for respecting women listen um, on like listen undefeated i'm saying (laughs) 
<laughs> when it comes to manipulation, in manipulation, if you said manipulation was a game, there would be like entry level, entry level, yeah. like whatever. But like, what makes them so effective is that people like to give trust and people like to give stuff to people that don't deserve it. The reason why I like Chris, you know what I'm saying, and I consider Chris my friend, is because it's mm-hmm. earned my respect and it's earned my friendship. I just give my friendship freely. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's done shit around me that I consider, yo, this guy is, is a stand-up guy. I like him. You know what I'm saying? We have <laughs> several things, and we're very different in other things. You know what I'm saying? But I just yeah. like this guy. You know what I'm saying? And I've tested him, yo, and he's come out, you know what I'm saying? Like, a real nigga and, and my guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I respect him. You know what I'm saying? Love, love, love. People, people seem to forget that in relationships, you can do that as well. You know what I'm saying? So, like, at the beginning of my relationship, I tested the fuck out of my girlfriend. Like, my <laughs> girlfriend wait, wait. Oh, like, just explain. Explain what you mean by that. Because when some people hear that, they might think they, you, like, experimented on her or whatever. No, no, no. Nigga, I ain't, I ain't do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, for example, say, say she says she's, she's kind. You know what I'm saying? Mm, mm. She's kind. I would see that as like, okay, cool. You say you're kind. Cool. I'm gonna test the fact that you're kind. I'm gonna see what what would you do in a situation that involved you having to use your kindness. You know what I'm saying? And at yeah. that, I would look for a situation that it required you doing that, or mm-hmm. I would create a situation that was kind of like that. You know what I'm saying? And okay. that, that situation, I'm not saying I'm manipulating, you know what I'm saying? I'm just... Yeah, because I was about to ask that, my friend. Like, creating a situation to express their yeah. Uh, yeah. personality. Or like, yeah. Or like, for example, it's it's better when you when people are like saying more like traits like, oh, I'm very, I'm very caring. You know what I'm saying? Mm, cool. Mm. What about if I start talking about your friends? You know what I'm saying? Is the first mm. thing that you tell me about your friends negative or positive? You know what I'm saying? And that, yeah, that, yeah. Because that to me, if the first thing that you say about your closest friends is negative, you know what I'm saying? To me, to a certain degree, I mean you can it's say a red that, flag. It's a red to, flag. To a certain degree, you can you cannot be caring and the first thing that you say about someone is negative. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially someone that's there and fun to you. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would just look at the mannerisms and the small details, you know what I'm saying? I would look at the small details and compare them to what you said. And with my girlfriend, bro, she fly, she, she passed flying colors, you know what I'm saying? She, yeah. she is someone that, yo, she is very much like me in the sense of she can see the good and the bad in herself and she she's mm. able to come forth with it, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes mm. she cannot understand, you know what I'm saying? But that doesn't mean that she cannot see. She's just trying to see he said that with his chest fall in love my friend i'm saying i say i say it's call a spade a spade you get what i'm saying that's my wife that's not even my girlfriend I'm oh saying. my goodness that's what we want to hear <laughs> so are you what what does the game consist of like so it's me, basically me giving the top me giving a topic and then asking you whether it's overrated or underrated and why okay. um, Being in a relationship, overrated or underrated, and why? Being in a relationship, yeah, underrated. I feel like mm. uh, why because I feel like people believe, especially this day and age, 
because like how quick things are and like social media is so quick and dating apps and so quick, you know what I'm saying? I feel like mm-hmm. people believe that, yo, if I'm not in a relationship, you know what I'm saying, or the relationship is not perfect to me, I can find a, another partner instantly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just believe that that's not true. You know what I'm saying? Um, relationships are not meant to be quick and easy and just get rid of them. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, there's a major problem get rid of the relationship, but like, uh, if it cannot be salvaged, but it needs to be, you at least need to try to salvage it. So that's why mm-hmm. I believe that it's underrated. Ghanaian Jalof, overrated or underrated and why? <sighs> why, Chris? You, you know. All right, cool. Fuck it. My t- or my test. Overrated. 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 Why? Because, listen, I'm Nigerian. And it's not about this Nigerian versus Ghana Jalof wars. Where I'm saying the Jalof wars, the Shaki, the Shaki Chronicles or the, or the chicken... This dude, no, bro, no, we're not on that. You know what I'm saying? I'm just yeah. saying it because it's overrated. Because the best jollof rice I've ever tasted in my life is my mother's. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And my mom is Nigerian, so just off that, mm-hmm. any other rice is worse. I'm talking about Nigerian rices as well. I've, the worst jollof rice I've ever tried is also Nigerian. So I know yeah. I'm not. I'm not really a part of of that. I've tasted good tasting Ghanaian jollof rice as well, so it doesn't really mm-hmm. matter. I've been to restaurants and I've tried them both. I honestly want to vouch, like, like I know my, like, I, I get, <laughs> this is so bad, but one of my Ghanaian friends recommended uh, this restaurant to me and I was like, all right, cool then. I'm going to try both Nigerian and Ghanaian jollof. And you know what, bro? I really want to vouch for my Ghanaian friend, but, like, Nigerian jollof is, like, just edges it. You get what I'm saying? Well, like... You said it. You said it, bro. You said it. <laughs> like that's that's just me. So like subjectively, I just have to go with Nigerian jollof, man. But, you said it, bro. Uh, I I remember this one situation, right? I was in the basketball court in Hyde, and mm. I said to all like, I I remember you mentioned you told me one way to make Africans angry is to let them all to say with your chest that Kenyan jollof was the best jollof in Africa. Yeah, <laughs> I said that after the basketball game, and I was like, "You what?" And like, <laughs> I, I just started running, bro. People, people will get mad instantly. Like, it's just mad. It's crazy. It's funny because because yeah. you can just create a situation and just you can just you could have disappeared that second, and they will still get angry and argue with themselves. Especially if it's a Kenyan. Men going to therapy, overrated or underrated, and why? Men going to therapy, underrated. I feel like I believe that, especially with black men, there's a there's a negative stigma around the going to therapy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to therapy, by the way. It's needed, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. for example, when you don't like the way your body looks or like a certain muscle group looks, you go to the gym and you work that section up, don't you? Mm-hmm. Because you're weak in that section, so you want to round out. So you may have a big chest or small shoulders, so you go to the mm-hmm. gym and you work out your shoulders. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I see mental health therapy as the same. I can see mm-hmm. that I have a problem that I cannot really, I cannot really do by myself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I go mm-hmm. to therapy to work that problem out. You know what I'm saying? And to mm-hmm. make sure that 
problem. It's not a problem, no. Because I'm trying to be the, the best man and that, that I can be. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be, you know what I'm saying? I say 100%, not I say 95 or 85 or 65. It's only 100. That's that's why I thought that it's underrated. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think, like, we've said it in so many episodes. I, I just keep on doing these callbacks, man. But, like, it's important, I feel, even with this generation, you know, you're not seen as weak by going and seeking out help. If you have a neurology um, problem, you had a stroke and you can't use a part of your body, you'd obviously go to therapy, physiotherapy at that point, isn't it? Yeah. Why can't, why, why when a person admits their emotions or admits that they feel weak in some portion of themselves mentally, why is it seen as a bad thing when they go and help out themselves to go to therapy. It's also those points, those little um, points that or traumas that build up and then eventually become like a big monster. You know what I'm saying? And end up mm. defaming people's entire lives. How many people, mm-hmm. how many boys and girl, how many boys do I know my age that are doing role because they really have they have family issues, you know what I'm saying? Some of them, okay, cool. Your mother was always working, so you felt detached. You didn't feel that motherly love. So you seeked out motherly love, and you went to the streets, you know what I'm saying? And the streets, mm. you, they loved you, and now you are involved, because you don't see the people in the streets as the streets. Those are your family members, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Now, when something happens to one of your family members, say, God forbid, one of your friends gets stabbed or killed or something, it doesn't feel like a gang rivalry anymore. It feels like you killed someone from my family. You killed my own flesh and blood. So now mm. I have to do the same to you. How many people have spiraled into that? Or not even, it doesn't even need to lead into violence. You know what I'm saying? How many people um, have had issues with the, the way they're parenting? Because most of us have very traditional parenting. You know what I'm saying? I know that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm Nigerian. You know what I'm saying? The way mm-hmm. they're parenting, you know, Nigerian parenting is, and I, I don't know for Filipino parenting, but the upbringing is, is kind of negative. So, like, yo, you can't talk to your mom because you feel like your mom is just going to shout at you. They will never understand you. And that spirals into low self-esteem, and low self-esteem now develops into depression. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. Those things are real. You know what I'm saying? Those small mm-hmm. things need to be dealt with in order not to have something big in the future. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. going to therapy is unraveling that big mess, you know what I'm saying? It's so in everything I understanding, okay, okay, this is the root of my problems and this is why I behave like this and this is how, what I can do in order not to behave like that anymore and this is how I need to see things from now on because I know that this, is the, this is the way to see things, you know what I'm saying? That's what therapy basically is like. We support anyone that's going through therapy and just know that we're with you, man. We're with you all the way. Maximum respect. To anyone that's going through therapy or has done therapy, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm proud of you. Uh, and, you know, keep shining. You know what I'm saying? Whether you're going to therapy, you've done your therapy, don't forget what you learned. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you yeah. apply it to your daily life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's, time, it's time to get better. You know what I'm saying? Life all is the, good. All the way, bro. All the way. Now, we're going to get onto a topic that may cause a bit of tension, a bit of controversy, a bit of difference in opinions. Let's now, get it, baby. 
<laughs> I just want to I just want to ask you, are you ready, man? Are you ready? Bro, I was born ready. Let's do this. Yeah. Now, some of you may have seen the controversy surrounding the BBC earlier this week. So to put to explain it simply, um, a reporter was covering an incident where a black man was racially abused by these Caucasian men, I believe. Obviously, they could have just ended the report as quote-unquote racially abused. The BBC reporter went on to mention what was said publicly on air and said the N-word. So, um, first of all, I, I just want to ask, have you heard about this? Um, I've yeah. heard about it. I've seen the full, the full thing of her saying the N-word. Yeah. yeah. Now, I just want to hear your point of view and what you feel about the situation. Do you feel that the BBC should be slammed for what's been aired at all? or? So now, I, I'm a big believer of now. I, I didn't used to be, but, you know, therapy and changing in life has made me believe that people make mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's, that's a part of growing. That's a part of life. You know what I'm saying? So mm. mistakes don't necessarily mean, you know what I'm saying, that, something so like for example i may have fucked around you know, as as a kid and stolen something that doesn't mean i'm a thief you know what i'm saying but mm -hmm. you have to understand responsibility and the position that you play if you are the president of a country and you rape someone you're much worse than just a normal guy that rapes someone you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. it's still bad you know what i'm saying the, the both the things to me deserve you deserve maximum asylum prison something in space probably we don't want you in this planet type shit but mm -hmm. to me it's morally worse because as a in a position of power like presidency in a position that so many people look up to you um, you shouldn't be doing this kind of thing when i see when i saw that report from the bbc i couldn't believe it because i was like we're in 2020 i missed the global pandemic and i missed uh, a very racially tense time because of george floyd and the BLM movement, and subsequently the All Lives Matter movement, and uh, the constant racial tension and battles that there is. Mm -hmm. You mean to tell me the BBC, which is the, if not the number one, the number two most influential news source, station, station yeah. source in the world, I'm talking about. If it's not CNN, it's BBC. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You mean to tell me after all those, because it's not, we're talking about a big corporation. Before anything goes on air, you know what I'm saying? They, it, it passes through at least 10 people. At least. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? P pay people that understand the job and know that, yo, certain things should not be in there, certain things should be in there. Mm -hmm. You mean to tell me at this time that we're on, I missed all the shit that I've just explained. That was a mistake. To me, that was not a mistake. There's a difference between a mistake and something that you actually do. You need to tell me there was no one even in the office, like no one black or no one that just head down and said, whoa, 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 hold on a minute, buddy. Hold on. That, we can't say that. Bleep it out. You know what I'm saying? You can, like, Say it, but don't just display it. You know what I'm saying? Or say the mm -hmm. N-word. Why is it that every single coverage 
that had to do with racism and the N-word was covered mm-hmm. as the N-word, but this time you decided to say nigger. Not only once, but twice. Mm-hmm. In two different reports. Mm-hmm. To me, that's crazy. You get what I'm saying? Because it's like I said, it's bad if I, if for example, it's bad if I a, a, a white person does it or says it. You get what I'm saying? In a local in the YouTube channel, you get what I'm saying? That's just reporting mm-hmm. the news, but with with like I don't know, a couple thousand subscribers. But it's even worse when you're one of the most reputable sources of information that there is on this planet. It's just like not a good stance to have. It's gonna cause so much problems. Like there's already been like um Sideman all day, uh BBC radio one extra. Person. Yeah, yeah. He he said that he was quitting into he stepped down. Uh, effectively yeah. and there's not it's not gonna be the only one. You know what I'm saying? I get it. You're a corporation, you're a million billion, trillion pound corporation, you're not gonna go, you're not gonna suffer off one black guy stepping down as a radio host, mm-hmm. radio DJ. Yeah. Um, I mean, my stance on it is very much, you could have just ended it at racial abuse. You didn't need to go the extra mile. Like, we can imagine what has been said by the white man to a black person it, amongst all the BLM, all the racial tension stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You don't need to add the extra, you know, phrases and whatnot. So... I just want to ask you this, Isa. Um, after all that you've said and stuff like that, do you believe that when it comes to the N-word, do you believe that context matters or every time someone says the N-word and if they're not black, do you think it's wrong? Or do you believe that the context matters? For me, the N-word is... This is just for me. For anyone that's black or anyone that's not black listening to this, I, I'm not giving you the pass to say the N-word because of what I'm about to say. In fact, mm. I wouldn't recommend saying the N-word because there's a lot of black people that may not necessarily be happy with someone using that word and they, not be, they may not be in the, in the best mood to talk that day. Mm. So I wouldn't recommend saying it. Now, personally speaking, I consider it a word. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. just like anything else, you know what I'm saying? Now, in terms of his roots and everything else, I understand where he stems from, but I I don't necessarily mind when other people use it that are not black. Now, here comes the thing. Don't overuse it, you know what I'm saying? There's those white people that now think that they have to fucking say every two sentences, and it makes it cringy. It's like mm-hmm. six nine almost, you know what I'm saying? Six nine six nigga. Fucking more than me, bro. Like, I'm dark as hell, my nigga. Like, I'm the nigga. You get what I'm saying? I am yeah, the definition yeah. of nigga. And you seen yeah. niggas so many times, but it's just like, what the hell? Relax. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, chill out. You get what I'm saying? Oh, then is the people that, yo, um, it's just understand that other people may have different points of view than I do. You know what I'm saying? So, like, mm-hmm. people may not just see that as a word. For other people, this means life or death. You know what I'm saying? People have died behind that word. You know what I'm saying? So you cannot expect some people to agree with you that it's just a word, you know what I'm saying? And if it's just a word, just let it be a word that you don't say, bro. Like, literally, look at look at slavery times. And, and I know I said that, yo, to me, it's just a word so you can use it, you know what I'm saying? But look at slavery times. Not even look at slavery times. Look at post-slavery times in America, you know what I'm saying? There was colored bathrooms and non-colored bathrooms, you know what I'm saying? 
there was colored fountain drinking fountains, and there was non-colored drinking fountains. And black people had to abide by those laws. If not, they, they were killed. You know what I'm saying? So you're telling me if my ancestors, you know what I'm saying, maybe not directly because I'm not American, I'm saying I'm, I'm African or whatever, you get what I'm saying? But like, mm. if black people could live like that, only drinking from a certain fountain or using a certain toilet or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Um, um, because a white man told him to. Why is it so difficult for you to just adhere to not seeing one word in the entire dictionary? It's like mm-hmm. behaving like a child. Just because I told you that don't touch that cookie, you want that cookie, you know what I'm saying? Be an adult. Understand that, yo, fine, you know what I'm saying? There's other things I can eat. I just don't want, like, that cookie's not accessible right now. And that's it. You know what I'm saying? As much as it's just a word, it's how you use the word and the context. I don't just want to say you can just use the word anyhow. So, you know, English teachers that have read books yeah. like Of Mice and Men or other books that refer to a time was racism was profound. Do yeah. you believe that they have engaged in an act of racism? Because that's what people feel, you know. So we didn't yeah. read Of Mice and Men. But like, I've heard stories where the teachers literally said, as made emphasis on the word nigger and then look at a black student. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never seen that one before, but like... <laughs> I've, I've heard that shit before, or I've heard that, yo, the, the students look at you and they're like, yo, yo, they point at you and they point at the page like, oh, yeah, nigger. <laughs> That's so crazy. I've never heard to that. Me, to me, obviously, as a teacher, you're just teaching, you're just reading a book. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're not really going to get mad or aggy. But it's how you use the word. You know what I'm saying? Um, the word monkey. The word monkey is just an animal, right? I'm not a monkey. You know what I'm saying? A monkey is in a zoo. A monkey, it's a banana. You know what I'm saying? A monkey swings from, swings from, three, to, from tree to tree, right? Yeah. If you now um, decide to take that word and use it in an offensive manner towards me and call me a monkey, I will pick offense to that. You know what I'm saying? It's just the context in which you say the word. You get what I'm saying? So don't be using the word to insult people now. You get what I'm saying? And definitely, most definitely don't insult, don't insult me with that word because in my brain, the way it works is like, okay, if I was a white person, the first insult that you feel like you have to say to a black person, whether you were premeditating this and you just said it because you knew it would affect the person or yeah. whatever, my first, if you if you tell me the n word while you're angry or whatever, I just automatically write you off as a racist. Yeah. Like, to me, it's just like yo, just come to terms with it. You know what I'm saying? Don't just say, oh, I'm not racist. Oh yeah, I put the square on my Instagram. Oh, black la- uh, blackout Tuesday. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> saying I'm not racist. No, bro. You know what I'm saying? If you're out here, you know you get angry and you're fucking nigger. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To some to someone that's black or not black, or you just feel like you just have to use that word and abuse it whenever you're angry, you're a racist, bro. At least to me, you're a racist. Don't don't explain to me why you're not racist. Understand why I think you're racist. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's, what, that's what you need to do. But yeah, that's my, that's my point of view on the N-word. Mm. Me and Isa have known each other for time. Well, not for time, but like, um, no, it's significant. Been, it's, been like, it's been like five years now, bro. It's been like four or five years. 2015? Yeah, I, I came here in 2015. We met, I went to college 2016. So nearly five years, nearly five years. Yeah. So I'd consider that 
time. Um, do you remember the first time we actually met each other? Do you have that in the back of your memory or whatever? Uh, I think we met in the basketball court. Yo, I, yo, you just triggered something in my memory just now. I walk, It was the first trial I've ever been to. I've ever been to, and it was your second year, right? It was my first yeah. year. I walk into the changing room after we just finished, done finished trial, whatever. And then I walk in, and then there was these two black people in the corner. It were it were two people with glasses. <laughs> it was Isa and Nossa, the two brothers of Notra. You get what I'm saying? So. I was like, I was talking, I was in the middle of the, the change room. There was no spots anywhere. I was, I was the smallest dude there, man. I felt like I was like, it was, it was in a precarious situation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> felt like I couldn't drop my bag, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, so the conversation ended up going into anime and I, and I was like, has anyone seen Kurok in the Basket? And then these two popped up and saying like, yeah, bro, I, I love Kurok in the Basket. And I was like, that's good you. Yeah. You just took me to that moment. You just took me yeah. to that was- I was in the middle. I was just like, I saw that's good you. Bro, like, you don't understand. As soon as I heard that from you, I was like, this guy is sick. Like I, I like this guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like. I was in guy. the middle. I was like, bicycle gripper. <laughs> yo, I like yo, fam. Hundred percent. That was lit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think ever since then, I was like, yeah, my name is Chris. Uh, what's your name? And he was like, Isa. And then we lived happily ever after. Now I'm joking. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we. That's how me and Isa met. Um, from then on, you know, I feel I, I'm always protected when I'm around. You know, like we could be out there in like suicide forest in Japan, at, at three in three in the morning, and I and like when I'm around you, yeah, I feel so protected, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> that sounded so weird. That, 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 sounded, that sounded a bit weird. Logan Paul probably t- t- tuned into the fucking stream right now because. Uh, he heard Suicide Forest and he was like, oh, content? Yeah. Yeah, but I know that's love. That's love. That's that's yeah. what I try to do, you get what I'm saying? Whenever I feel yeah. like... It's, I don't do this with everyone, so don't think, you know what I'm saying, you're going to get me on the stream now. We're immediately friends. I'm not one of them people. I appreciate every single person that's listening and mm. we probably be friends, but we're not friends. What I, when, yeah. when I have friends, when I like, especially your acquaintances, close, <laughs> close friends like me and Chris, like I consider this nigga family. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, get fucking. You know what I'm saying? In my wedding day, this nigga getting two, two fucking, two fucking platters <laughs> with chicken. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying, <laughs> oh. what take, nigga? That's it, man. <laughs> nigga. This guy's gonna give this guy's gonna be getting all the chicken adobo that he's getting, man. All the Filipino food, yeah, all I'm the saying, desserts. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying like yeah. I, I I wanna protect them because I on I, I value, you know what I'm saying? I value you so much, you know what I'm saying, that I just yeah don't want anything bad to happen to you. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we see each other as family in a way of we don't we never want anything to happen to them, you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. You, 
you have people in this world that are your blood family and then you have the people in this world that you consider family yeah. as in you'd, you'd go out of their way to make them happier not just happy you get what I'm saying so I just want to say thank you for everyone who's listened so far and thank you to our boxing heavyweight man of respecting women how do you feel of being on an episode in the clinic bro bro I feel I feel I feel good you know this might, this might actually be a clinic because I feel, I feel good. You know what I'm saying? I feel good. I feel happy. You know That's the goal, man. That's the goal. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyone you want to shout? Anything you want to shout out? Social media wise, people, country. Anyone you um, want to congratulate? I just want to say shout out to every single person that listens to this podcast. I love you. Shout out to you, my nigga mm. Chris. I do think. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you mm. follow up. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you make sure yo. Make sure you share this. Make sure you listen to it again. Make sure you listen to it again. Make sure you show your mom, your dad, your uncle, your dog. Everyone needs to hear this, bro. Uh, uh, also, let me. I'm gonna start plugging myself a little bit. You know what I'm saying? If yeah, you go ahead, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. Any photo editing? You know what I'm saying? Video editing, photo shoots, logos. Uh, I don't know, whatever you may need, you know what I'm saying? Come to me, Efficient Productions on Instagram, you know what I'm saying? Efficientproductions at gmail.com. Shoot me an email, make an inquiry. I'll give you a good price. If you say that you're coming from here, I'll give you a 50% discount. Baby. I recommended. I recommend the dude uh, really good uh, results and products from people that I know. 100% satisfaction. You know recommend saying? them all the way. Action. Efficient product at efficient productions on F A F A Z, so like a, a Z end. Yeah. My personal Instagram, if you want to follow it, is S M X X T Y underscore eleven. Uh, and yeah, just follow up. Let's get together. You know what I'm saying? Let's be cool. I'm saying let's be cordial. Don't laugh too much at my pictures. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, don't worry. Like it's all good. I'm saying maximum love to all of you. Shout out to the guests last week as well. Kyla Mojica, Aliana Del Rosario, and Jail Baroga. Thank you for getting me another record in the podcast. And hopefully with this dude, man, this dude, we're going to set another record again. So mm. thank you. Thank you, Isa. No worries, man. And thank you, Nigeria. Thank you, Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ghana. I'm so sorry that I had to overrate your jollof. Um, I'm just sorry. <laughs> That's all I can say. Um, and thank you to my uncles and aunties out in the Philippines, man. Thank you for listening. And we will catch you in the next appointment next week, next Friday. We don't know what the topic will be. Actually, we do know who will be on it, and it will be a very special guest. So be on the lookout for appointment and we will catch you next friday soon i don't know why that took me so long but yeah soon (laughs) getting a million as a reward for getting neck off a man again underrated you know why (laughs) you know why why? because this is business we're talking business now you need that dollar you need that money you need that schmuller you need to let a man, it's not even, okay, cool. By the way, I'm not gay, I'm heterosexual. There's nothing wrong yeah. with gay people. I have no problem. Yeah. I've 
gay friends. I know I'm sounding yeah. like the, the white guy that says I have black friends, but like I really don't care what you put inside your body or who you kiss or yeah. who you, you know what I'm saying? If I a person's a, if you like if your person's cool with you, you're cool, isn't it? Like yeah. there's no there's no human being and that's all you are to me, my guy. Do whatever you what makes you happy. But anyway, yeah. he said, Oh, let a man give you head, you know what I'm saying? Bro, yeah. I will enjoy it, but like <laughs> money, bro, the money, they didn't even say that you have to finish. You just they just said, yo, you let a man put your penis in their mouth. Bro, I could buy myself a new penis with a million pounds. <laughs> that deep, you know what I'm saying? So I could get it professionally clean. You know what I'm saying? Have you seen like uh, coming to America when they say like, yeah. bro, your penis is clean, your highness? I could get that shit. You know what I'm saying? A million pounds can get you a lot of shit. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's business, baby. It's business. I'm saying. I love the guy. I love the guy at the end where he goes, "If you man do it, I'll do it." <laughs> <laughs> that's Dan. That's Dan. Shout out to Dan, man. That guy is a funny guy, man. Oh man, but I, honestly, that video—I I watch that video like every three days just to make me happy, man. Like every time I have a down day, I watch that video. 